Welcome. To Arcade Audio. week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Technically, you shouldn't start if you're standing up and then you proceed to sit on the couch. You weren't sitting on the couch when you said you were sitting on the couch. You're lying to the audience. You are fake news. Fuck you. And that's been all for this week's episode of Married with Movies. Uh, follow us on... Yeah, please, plug, plug the show. Go ahead. Let me hear it. We've got a Twitter, mm-hmm. at Mary it? W. Movies. Okay. We've Lucky. got Facebook, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash Married with Movies. Pretty self-explanatory. We've got Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. which you should give us five stars mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Also, you can email us, MarriedInMovies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Where else can they find this podcast? Um, ArcadeAudio.net, mm-hmm. which uh. is our mother uh, of our show. The mother over all of the shows. What other podcasting networks and feeds? Well, I'm not going to promote other shows no, on not, our show. No, no, no. What other, where else can they find Mary with Movies? If so I'm Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. Google Play, uh-huh. for those of you who are awesome with Android uh-huh. phones like what me. What else? What else? Stitcher. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this like 160 some odd times, so... Uh-huh. You really should know this. I do know it. Obviously, I know it because I just said it. Also, I said also everything. Thanks, you saved me time from doing the plugs at the end of the show. So it's great. Well I, well, I like to switch it up every now and then. You know, you're always boring. For the boring. first time in 168. <clears throat> All right, so um, it is. You don't even know how the order of the show goes. God, this is such a one-man operation. Excuse like, me. You don't even life, know what I was gonna say. Like life is have to have the bigger brain. Have to feed the baby, have to change the baby, had to cook. God, I've done everything. What is I'm going to do the dishes, I'm going to make lunch for tomorrow, I'm going to make the baby's bottles. You're also going to find a place to stay for the rest of your life because it's not going to be here. God, Jillian, how am I so good at it? Get the fuck out of my house. It is August 9th, 2017. Official day we got divorced. <laughs> the beginning of the dissolution of our marriage. Shout out to a uh, co-worker who officially got divorced today. What's up, Patricia? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, excuse me? National Divorce Day. Um, actually, it was National like, Book Lovers Day or something. Oh, that's great. We have a movie podcast. People aren't hearing the it. The two opposite things of books. It goes on. It doesn't air today. It airs tomorrow. We're recording it today. I didn't even touch a book today. Um, well, who's the last time you touched a book? Besides uh, Jillian's children's books. This weekend when I, we went to Miami for your mom's birthday, and I, brought, I packed a book, and I didn't touch it. <laughs> I touched it to put it in the bag, and then on Sunday we were packing the car, and I'm like, oh, yes, I wanted to read this book. 
It didn't happen. I barely had time to wipe my own ass that weekend. You barely had time to wipe Jillian's ass. True. Uh, we had a fun time in Miami. Uh, shout out to our number one fan and your best friend in the entire world, Carly Coffee. Yeah. Uh, definitely listen to this. She was upset the last week. She had to sit through a 30 for 30 episode, and now she's getting her unbreakable too. episode. It's okay. I um, was upset too, Carly. She was upset because she was up very late in the evening throwing up because of your fiance, Carly. So we'll discuss that on another day. Whoa. <laughs> that, okay. What? Huh? He was the one that was. Let, no, it's not going to be. It's going to be misconstrued no matter what you say, I feel like. Pumping you with drinks. <laughs> No, it's, come on, Tom only has eyes for your grandmother. So what we do here on Married with Movies is every single week, hey now, hey, (laughs) Jillian is off the limits. Jillian, turn your head this way. Thank you. I'm feeding the baby. Why is my hand covered in milk? I feel like I I just punched a bowl of Fruit Loops. (laughs) You didn't give her a... I did not give her a bib or a burnt cloth or anything. We're under time constraints here. This has got to be up. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. She's wide awake, too. So I'm a bitch. Wipe my oh, yeah, your arm is cut. Wipe my hand off. You've got milk everywhere. There you go. What we do here on Mirrored Movies is we have that beautiful banter you just heard on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. Real regular basis. As is my life. And we watch a random movie every single week. We talk about it. We talk about our lives. We have a gay old time, like the Flintstones say. This week, I fight a burp. Uh, this week, we finally watched my nomination of Unbreakable. Um, nothing else in the world of movies for us. We haven't watched anything since we last recorded. We haven't had a chance. I will, now that we've watched this, to, uh, probably on Friday if I can. Or may I have to wait till next Wednesday. Because um, it's the reason I nominated it. Um, yep. Do you have anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to add? Anything else happening? Uh, I do want to promote, we said you weren't going to promote other of our podcasts, but I will promote one that just hit the airwaves from when people were hearing this earlier in the week. Um, the Oft on Break Blank Slate. Uh, Rich and I just did a blank slate where we were discussing Orlando theme park news and rumors and tie into the show. We talked heavily about the great movie ride. We'll have a You didn't full... have me on it? No. Um, someone's got to watch the baby. We discussed at length the great movie, right? Which we'll hopefully we'll have a full final report on next week's episode because we are hopefully going to be making the journey along with Jillian to watch. No, oh, she turned her head. She's like, "Well, I'm excited to uh, ride the great movie ride one last time before it closes." Um, can we can, like can we can record right? Like I can like secretly record it on my phone. I can try. I'd like to do that. Or at least just well, don't record. Well, put it out there that you're going to do it. Or record Jillian's reactions. I want to have a, a recorded means of Jillian watching the alien and either her having my exact reaction, which is fear and bawling, or looking at me like, man, Dad, you was some pussy-ass bitch. You're a pussy-ass bitch. That's how she's going to look at you. Because you're a pussy-ass bitch. Um, yeah, so look forward to that on next week's episode. But for now... It is time for Unbreakable. Um, I nominated it. Normally I would read it, but I have a baby in my arm. So, Samantha, if you could please read at the box for me. Okay. From M. Night Shyamalan, writer-director of The Sixth Sense, Unbreakable. Mind-blowing. 
It's rare that a movie leaves you pinned to your seat wanting to see it again. Right now, this minute, said Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson start in a mind-shattering, suspense-filled thriller that stays with you long after the end of this riveting supernatural film. After David Don Willis emerges from a horrific train crash as a sole survivor and without a single scratch on him, he meets a mysterious stranger, Jackson, an unsettling stranger who believes comic book heroes walk the earth, a haunting stranger whose obsession with David will change David's life forever. Are you unbreakable.com? What was that? Areyouunbreakable.com is the website for the I movie. love old-ass uh, websites. I remember uh, a long time ago on Podswoggle, we were watching a Rumble, and like back in like 2000, 2001, like, like certain wrestlers had websites, so it was like, therock.com, and it's like, what the fuck was on therock.com? Oh, boy. Ridiculous. So uh, old movie uh, websites are also very, very entertaining to me. So, um, I nominated this, spoiler, 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 spoiler alert, because, oh, there we go, nice burp, Jillian. Good job, oh, she's so ready for bed. Oh, that fucking stunk <laughs> so bad, oh my, what did she eat for dinner? Uh, banana, raspberry, and oats. Yep, I smelled all three of those things, all at once, but together. Well, yeah, that's what it, her food was. Yep, it was nasty. Um... So I nominated this huge spoiler from here on out. If you don't want a massive spoiler about films that came out this year and future movie news and this movie news, then, you know, maybe skip this episode. But Unbreakable is in the same universe as the film Split, which just came out this year. Um, It's been long... Rumored and long wanted for there to be a sequel to Unbreakable. It's not a direct sequel, but the third film, which is, I believe, coming out in 2019. It is. Called Glass will unite both, of them. both movies officially and, and all characters will cross over and everyone's very, very excited for it. So um, Unbreakable has always been on my list of things to watch. I've seen bits and pieces of it on television. I've never seen You've it. never seen it before. I, I hadn't seen the, the thing from beginning to end, but had known of what makes up Unbreakable and the twists and what and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, not our first Shyamalan experience. Uh, our first Shyamalan experience was, of course, The Happening. Yep. Which experience is the word to use for it. The only way to describe it. Oh. Um, so I will open up to you for your thoughts. I stayed awake in the entire thing, which means it was a really good movie. Um, I love that it's your barometer now. Well, yeah. How long into it do I fall asleep? And how heavily do I sleep? When do I wake up? Those are the how I judge a movie. You are the worst film critic on the planet. Or the best. No. You're yes. <laughs> how many snores do you give this movie? Like, I think that it's a great concept, and I'm going to run with it. And so now when I score my movies, I will score them with numerical scores and snore scores. Okay? Snore scores. Hashtag snore scores. That's <laughs> the word of God. Like, Please let it trend. No. Please let it trend. No, it's not going to fucking trend, but if I see three hashtag snore scores on our Twitter. Come on, Tatiana, Carly, I don't know how to use a Twitter, but I'll get on there and do it. I will it. fucking wax my asshole. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will be very disappointed, and so will my butthole. I will be um, so happy, man. and so will my butthole. Okay. Arcade Audio recently is really into butts. <laughs> recently? Well, 
Um, I told you on on Podswoggle we had the the theme song draft and the loser the loser had to do the thirty day butt challenge booty challenge so Widen lost and his quote was even before he found out that he lost but he just figured he did he goes whatever my wife is really gonna love my new butt (laughs) and we made it the title of the podcast so um, this one might even be either way it was like suspenseful either you or Widen could have said it well yeah basically well it came down to Widen and Spencer anyway so you enjoyed the film. You liked it. I did. I oh. liked it. Well, that's my kind of movie. It, I mean, it's a... It's totally a, my kind of... Supernatural. Comic book. Fantasy. Comic book. Yeah. yeah that's, now, that's I don't remember if we discussed it on The Happening. It's been a while. But um, have you experienced any other M. Night films? Who hasn't seen The Sixth Sense? If you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, go kill yourself. And then... And then you'll be the twist in the movie. Yeah! I was going to do a full Howard Dean Biab, but I had a baby on my lap. I want to elbow her right in the face right as she's falling asleep. Great. Um, but beyond that, like, you, you jumped off before they got... I think we have signs upstairs, which I've never I, actually seen. I've seen signs. I actually... Did I see that with Carly? I think I probably saw that movie with Carly. Um, the Village. No. Um, and then they... Then but they the light just to... got dimmer in the bedroom over there, and it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> this is the shining all over again. The second again. fucking episode that you've noticed that goddamn light, so we need to turn the lights off when we record now. Um, Not all of them, though. So, yeah, so it's weird, like, I'm, I always love career resurgences, and M. Night is in the middle of one right now. He started with that, that weird-ass movie, I think it was called, like, The Visit? Visitor. Visit? No, the visit. The visitor is that fucking. Uh, oh god, what's the name of the old dude from Step Brothers? Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. The guy he's in Cabin in the Woods. Oh my, Richard Jenkins. <laughs> it's like Richard that Richard Jenkins like immigrant drum movie. He got nominated for an Oscar for it. No, the visit I think is like the two kids going to their grandparents' house. The cre- like, commercial was like, like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, do you want to get in the oven? Like, and it got like. Decent reviews. It got did like decent the box office, and all of a sudden like split hits. Oh, yeah, the visit. Yeah. And I remember seeing like the commercials for it. And I'm like, this looks pretty fucking good. And this is M Night. I'm like, oh well, shit. And then it did did like fucking 150 million at the box office. It was like 70 some percent run tomatoes. I know and it's like he he's did? back. Yeah, because, but really, there's not really anywhere to go butt up after you do the happening. Mm-hmm. The last, last airbender, airbender and after, after Earth. That is a fucking holy trinity. And then one episode of Wayward Pines. Of movie shit. Yeah. Yeah. That is like yeah. that is some Pantheon Razzy territory. That really is. Um, so it's good to see him like back. I mean This shows like if he had steered this course, think like he would seriously this might be like hyperbole, but I feel like had he just not like stayed in his lane or like I, I don't know what happened like I feel the like happening he, well no cause I mean the village was already like starting to be like and Lady in the Water both of those were starting to be like not returned well, on their investments that, the only two things he really did were, were signs and success well and Unbreakable so Unbreakable was like a hundred million dollar hit but it was definitely like a letdown from <coughs> Sixth Sense Sixth Sense was like a cultural fucking moment it became all about the twist, and it became, you know, if it didn't it hit... It sparked a new genre, new era of Well, everyone thought he was going to be the new twist. fucking Hitchcock. Yeah. And, like, I feel if Which he'd he steered the well coast, he could have been that, or, like, you know, like, look at how trusted, and look at how, well, like, Christopher Nolan opens up any movie now. Like, Dunkirk, 
anybody else really does, and it doesn't, like, fucking matter. Like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> but, like, it's it's gonna win Oscars, and it's making, like, $200 million, yeah, you know? Because know. he has a brand his name. M. Night, I think, was going to be like that, and I'm glad he's finding his way. Yeah, I, th- I dug the shit out of this. It was super entertaining, and, hold you, suspenseful. And this came out in 2000? This was, like, the start of, right? It was either, nine, I want to say it came out, like, the same year as Sixth Sense. Either uh, 99 or 2000. Six Cents was 99. Okay, so it was the following year. I, for some so, reason, I always this remember this coming out. 2000, this was like the very, very beginning of this superhero comic well, the renaissance thing, that's happened. The thing that really started it back up was the first X-Men movie, which came out in that summer of 2000. Right. Now, yeah, This is it, along the same vein. This is a superhero movie. Or it is a comic book movie. It's not a superhero movie. It always gets brought up as like one of the best like superhero or like comic book movies. I I think it's a great movie. I have trouble like putting it in that category. I don't know. I don't know well, I don't know it, what my preconceived notions are about like having it be like an already established intellectual property. Like so all right, this is going to be a weird question to ask this to kind of clarify it. What is Hancock? Hancock is a superhero movie. Okay, so... Can, it, but it's it's like the dystopian superhero. No, that's not dystopian. That's not what or, dystopian means. Well, no, I know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, he's like the anti-superhero. Yeah, he's yeah he's an anti-hero. Um, yeah. But, okay. See, that I would say is a superhero movie because... It's like a name, and he right. has a costume. So that's more of a superhero movie. This is a comic book. But this also igno- this also rendition. like this also is meta in that it knows it like references comic books. Well, yeah, but it's. I think this you and I which discussed ma- this on another podcast, which makes it interesting, but recently. it just it confuses my. But I think we discussed this on a podcast recently. How in the world of movies you don't like them to acknowledge movies. We did talk about this. I forget what it was, but you're right. Yeah, and I don't agree with that. I think that's what grounds it and makes it real. And my thing was I didn't disagree with it. My thing was that it just kind of takes you out of it. It takes me aback and it, like, it, I fail to suspend my disbelief for a portion of it because it reminds me, it's good and then it reminds you that, you know, these are characters reacting in real life. But also, I'm like, wait, this is a movie? I don't know. I just get mindfucked with it. Um, but it does a great job. I will say, M. Night in this directs his ass off. This is a very well-directed movie. But you have two people who don't really need a lot of I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about performances. I'm just talking about um, the Every use of his bit. space, mm-hmm. the use of... Um, Everything of the camera angles, yeah. of editing a wonderfully edited movie. It is um, that was part of the experience for me was seeing you know this guy in his prime or this guy growing and just pulling off a a simple story, but in like real world in a real world atmosphere, um, and also like. I feel like M. Night Shyamalan in, like, the late 2000s would have given in to some shit. Like, we don't see the plane crash. I always... Uh, not the plane crash, the train crash. I always thought, like, it was laid out, not in, like, graphic detail, but in pretty significant fashion so you get to experience it and witness, like, the horror and feel it. Um, but instead, it's just... 
the calm before the storm, married guy trying to be a perv and you take his wedding ring off and hit on a girl, the little child like looking at him and then, you know. And then all of a sudden. The next thing, the next thing you know, like it cuts and you know, it's happened and people are, are seeing it on the news. I feel like 2008 and Night would have like shown that like final destination style. Yeah. And it would have almost hurt the overall movie by by feeling it, but it's much more palpable when he walk when the far away the wide shot of the doctor talking to him and you see like another person right at the bottom of the screen basically being worked on or dying and then he walks out into the room of all the people waiting to see what happened to their loved ones. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so much better than anything else they could have shown. It's really... And carries such a weight. It does, and it takes it to a different level in terms of, like, like the gory horror mm-hmm. with this, like, horror you can only imagine. And it's, it it is. Your, it's, it's, like, mental. It's, it's Hitchcockian. Like, yeah, it is. It, is. it yeah. really is. And it, it really sets the tone for the movie. There's that light again, man. All right, all right. If you, if I can fucking watch the television, not be distracted. You can ignore a goddamn light. Pay attention. Focus. I am focused. <laughs> Since the second straight episode, we're like that fucking light. I'm like, what? What's happening? I mean, granted, it's better than last time. If people remember last last week, you were just like, like all of a sudden like, you're staring across the room. And I'm like, what is fucking Jason there with a hockey mask and a machete? Yes, actually, at the door. There's a. Um, but yeah, um, and then as it plays out, kind of this exploration and this discovery of who I am and repressing memories, you know, uh, you have, and then you also have the other side of it. Um, so not having seen the movie, did you know the twist at the end or did you know where it was going? No. You didn't at all. So what did you think as you're following the journey of like Samuel L. Jackson's like methodology or his I don't know uh, or what what did you think I, his goal was I didn't really know like I just thought he's obviously an ominous motherfucker about well, the whole thing I mean yeah but I really don't know I didn't I didn't really see him as villainous until the end mm-hmm. so I didn't know if it was one of those like oh you're unbreakable like DNA, like, get some of the genes and do, like, gene manipulation. You thought he was going to use him to try and, like, help him. Help himself to not be so fragile well, and I also, everything. I also think it's easy for the audience to kind of fall in a sense of, like, he just wants some validation that... He's okay to be alive. That he's okay to be the way that he is because the opposite is of that. Right. right. I think they do a decent job of it. I would say, like, when he's following the guy um, that got out of line with the gun... Mm. Like, I don't, like, there's ulterior motives then. Obviously, when he uh, declines to sell, like, the artwork to the guy early on, like, he has an evil tone about him. And he is, you know, when he's getting physical therapy from from the wife, wife, that also feels a little, like, single white female-ish, you know? (laughs) Like, stalker fucking uh, level of, of things. But, uh, But he also, from the opening scene of him being born... 
You know, and, like, the baby's got all of its legs broken, and even him falling down the stairs. That was so sad. You, you, you have sympathy for yeah. him yeah. because of what he goes through, and his mom giving him the comics, you know, and going outside and being scared to walk out and get them. There's plenty of sympathy that's drummed up for the character, so it definitely holds away, and no other actor, I feel like, could pull it off as well as Samuel L. Jackson does. Oh, we'll does. get there. Oh, we'll get there. I mean, I feel like it's early, but I feel like we should just go ahead and get there. I, mean, I- I can't see how. I mean, Bruce Willis did a, a good job, but Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis is very good. He is very, no, very good. No one can ever hold a candle to Samuel L. Here, here's my thing with Lee Bruce Roy. Willis Sam, as Samuel Lee. <laughs> Thanks, Walt. Um, Samuel Jackson that would I believe break his tie with Bill Murray and be our first four-time MVP. Four-time, four-time. Uh, Pulp Fiction, four-time. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon, Deep Blue Sea. And unbreakable. So he's batting 500 in terms of how well he's earning his MVPs. Keep getting them checks. Keep getting them fucking checks. I just like watching him in Um, My thing with Bruce Willis is, if you remember, I think it was Central Intelligence, just like The Rock, in everything Bruce Willis is ever in, there are like two or three three moments, and it's been a week since we watched it, so I can't pinpoint them specifically. Uh But there are two or three moments in each one of his movies where... I just, like, I'm like, I don't know if I would have gone with that choice, or I didn't really like that that much. Uh-huh. He just has it, but that's on the same token, I think more so than The Rock, also because he's been doing it for fucking 20 years longer than The Rock has, right. maybe longer than that, 30 probably. Um, he also just, like, is able to bring some great moments. He's always got a, an undeniable cool factor. Um, I just, when he's a little more human, I mean, he's always human in these, like, fantastical action hero characters, but I don't know, like, I I don't want to see him in, like, family drama, you know, like, I I don't care about him and Robin Wright's, you know. I don't care about Robin Wright. I like Robin Wright. I, I, I just haven't seen her in anything where she blows me away. I don't watch House of Cards. Everything else, I'm sure she's fine in, but everything else that we've seen... I'm like, she, yeah. I'm sure that we could have gotten somebody else for, better for that is how I feel. But Willis in this is, is strong, but at times he always seems like he's bored sometimes to me. And also you hear okay. like Bruce Willis stories about like how he is as a person. Now granted they're from Kevin Smith, so those two have had you know, a falling out and yeah. had issues with one another. But Kevin Smith has like, some great Bruce Willis stories. Um, about how they wasted basically like a week of shooting Live Free or Die Hard on one fucking not even action scene just because Bruce Willis is insane. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. It's okay. it's it's nuts. Okay. Um, although he is pretty badass when he's not getting his way, he just calls his dude and he's like, "Uh huh. Oh, we're gonna do this way. Okay, cool. Hey, I have a question for you. Who's your backup to play John McClane? <laughs> it's like dropping a dick. Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. That's pretty cool. Um, it just seems that way to me. He has this charisma about him that at times his charisma just becomes, eh, Bruce Willis, all right, bye. That wasn't a Bruce Willis impression. It was going to start to be, and I was like, bail. Uh, don't. <laughs> I was going to say. Don't, don't do try it. Try that one again for me. Uh, nope, not happening. Um, okay. So Samuel would be my MVP oh, because yeah. Yeah, that's he it. has... Uh, I'm trying to think what, like, clinched it for me, but there's one scene, well, the end, like, the reveal, 
like just how ominous and how he's so happy being batshit crazy at the end, basically. Um, He just, you know, you're my vindication. You're, it's it's everything that, you know, the Joker and Batman have ever been on screen or comic books or, you know, it's the same thing. Like, you are what I need. You've been what I've been waiting for. Um, But you immediately go from sympathy to, oh, God, this person killed a lot of people. (laughs) Um, And Samuel Samuel Jackson just pulls it off incredibly. Um, Was there anything you didn't like about the movie besides what we'll get to in a couple minutes? I know. I know we're already in MVP. Let's pump the brakes on LVP. Um, I know what you're talking about. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anything else about the movie you didn't specifically like? Excuse me, no. So everything else you were yep. you're cool with? Yep, let's get to what I'm I didn't the, like. Let's same, get to the other stuff. Same way. I, like, I hate... There, nothing else really was that awful or that offensive to me. There, there were, there were a couple... We, we talked little bitch-ass punk. Hold on, hold on. We're no, gonna, no, we're getting into we're it. We're going to get this dead-eyed little fuck in a don't, second. Don't stop All this right. train. Let it be known, I want to hop... Don't tell Rich Verfin's trains on this episode. I want to get on any trains. Fuck the trains. I'm never getting on trains ever again. Um, you I, watched I, Flight, and you were fine to fly. Yeah, because guess what? He, he didn't kill that many people. <laughs> he made it work. <laughs> that could actually happen. And here I'm worried about train. Well, a train could derail and everyone could die. That's true. Um, remind me after we talk about this bitch-ass motherfucker um, that I, I, there's a couple minute things I want to pinpoint of that I didn't like. But please, let's talk about the shitty child. What was his name? The character name? No. Uh, I have to look it up. Let Hold me look on. it up because I'm. I feel like I've seen him as an adult in something he else. He is. He is. Hang on. I know I've seen him before. So he's he continues totally. to get work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Joseph Dunn is the character name. Spencer Treat Clark. Oh God! Again, fucking three. Oh, that was again. That was Podswoggle. We went on a big tear like, several weeks ago about how kid actors in the 90s always had three fucking names. Yeah, 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 yeah. All three kids on Home Improvement. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Zachary Ty Bryan, and Thomas Ian Nichols. No, Thomas Ian Nichols is the rookie of the year, but I'm still another fucking kid. Fuck it. Oh, my God, what was that kid's name? Oh, it's the third time I've forgotten this kid's name. Taryn Ian something or other. It's like, why do kids have to have... Was it that many people in fucking SAG where you couldn't, ref- like, you know... You couldn't be, what's his name? Spencer what? Spencer Treat. Cl- Spencer Clark? Was that his last Treat name? Treat Clark. Spencer yes. Clark? Like, how many Spencer Clarks are there? You had to put Treat in there. And your performance was not a treat. It was terrifying. He's in The Last House on the Left. That's not what I was thinking and of. And he's done a lot of television shows. He's on um, an episode of Law & Order SVU. Two episodes, I'm sorry. Of SVU. He looks very familiar. Like he I've... was on uh, uh, Mad Men. An episode of Mad Men. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, I don't want to go over just over IMDb and, and history, but... This is him now. He... I've seen him in something. Fuck, it's going to drive me nuts. He... We've been on a trend recently of really, cr- like, you know, cracking down on child actors and analyzing, are they good? Are they bad? It's been a, you know, it's been a talking point amongst me and several other people, and it's definitely become a talking point when you and I on the show... And a lot of times we give them the benefit of the doubt. It's like, well, look, they're kids, you know. Mm-hmm. 
they did this well, so let's go for somebody who should know better. This fucking kid was bad. I want to write his name down. Just, yeah, no, write it No, oh, he's the LVP. Like, we very rarely that quickly are able to pinpoint it unless it's like Megan Fox Man. pulling her butt apart <laughs> just starting everywhere. Let me tell you what... So the worst scene in the movie is when he pulls a gun on his dad, right? That's the worst scene it in the movie. It was terrible. It was terrifying. And, and terrible. I and I think and that Bruce Willis and Robin Wright did a, do a good job in that scene. I think of, that they do, but of this kid salvaging. Oh man, it was just hard to watch. That's also a poorly written believe, scene. Too. I didn't believe this kid. Like, I didn't believe the intent that it behind no. it. And then the other shit I didn't like when he's playing basketball. He's like, "Oh no, guys, gotta go, gotta go with my dad." I just didn't like anything. I didn't like how he delivered his lines. I, I didn't like the way, like, I, I felt like, like the it. payoff of um, Bruce Willis, like, saving the, the family from uh, from the rapist, murderer, or whatever, and then the next morning he shows his son, like, the paper and, like, confirms, like, yeah, you know, that's him. Like, I felt like it should have been a bigger and better moment. Bruce Willis did a good job with it, but the kid just, like, standing there like, oh, my dad, you just saw him lift, like, fucking 500 pounds in an attic. I, I also didn't like how he acted with that. Like, that could should have been, like, more levity than what it was in the film. Yeah. And the kid just didn't sell it well. I mean, I don't think Bruce Willis really sold it well either, but that scene kind of felt a little flat to me when it's like, that's the fun part of the movie, is figuring out your powers and doing this and doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The kid drugged that down. The gun scene, I, I think, was just poorly written. I would have had the mom character in it. I feel like that should have been something, like, after... Um, like, before they reconcile or, like, something where, like, there's issues and the plot's, like, advancing negatively towards Bruce Willis and the kid just decides, hey, this is... Like, I guess you had to do it in front of the mom because she doesn't understand, like, the stakes of it. Look. It just was ill... And he's just standing there fucking holding... He was unbelievable holding a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I get a little analyzing that. pussy. <laughs> okay, that, I mean, look. He sucks. Okay, it just, he's not believable. It took me out of any of the scenes, and it just, he, I didn't like watching him. Yeah, very much agreed. Um, there was something else that he did, too. I forget what it was. I don't know, it blocked him from my mind now. I'm not going to remember He was pretty poor. He was really bad. Uh, in, in the midst of, I mean, not a lot of people get a lot of uh, reps in this movie. It's pretty much just a two-person race, you know, the yeah. whole way through. But he was noticeably out of his element and bad. Um, speaking of kids, a fun little Easter egg um, to get back on the split connection. So when he's testing his powers out and he's standing in the middle of, what was it, like a train station or yeah. bus station yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. And people are bumping into him and he's seeing like the <laughs> atrocities they committed. Uh-huh. There's, um, again, I haven't seen it yet, so this also spo- already have spoiled me, but there's a woman that bumps into uh, Bruce Willis's character while she's holding her son's hand, and he, like, sees in his premonition, you know, child, abu- child abuse. Mm-hmm. That kid is supposed to be James McAvoy's character. Okay. So we'll see how that turns out when I watch Split. Um, do you have an interest to see Split after having watched this? Well, I guess, yeah, because I'm going to want to see the third one. So I'm going to have to wait. Do you want to watch it with me now? Yeah, I'm not going to watch it by myself. Well, obviously, but I meant like I was intending on watching it 
when yeah, I'm off Friday, yeah, when I'm yeah. off Wednesday, or do yeah. you want to now wait and add it to our like catch up rotation? Add it to our catch up rotation. Okay, that's fine. I'm glad we waited then. Um, You're pissed. Nah, I, there's plenty more on there. I, I have to watch, so it's okay. fine. Well, I just want to watch it soon. Um, what have we ever talked about? What superpower you'd like to have? Um, I feel like that's a, like a pretty common question. I think we but did. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, pretty much standing in a room and people like being able to touch or, or like feel. I would love like some kind of clairvoyance, even if it meant like touching people. Yeah, no, telekinesis would definitely. Telekinesis, be mine. yeah. Clairvoyance is like fucking Miss Cleo. <laughs> Caught him in Alpha. No. <laughs> no, I would like to have like some telepathy or telekinesis, something like that. Like Jean Grey slash Phoenix. Sure. Um, it's an X-Men reference. I, I would just, I, I got it. I would just be badass as shit to just stand in a room and people bump in you and it's like, you just jerked off into a pile of... Feces. Feces. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> it's like, oh, you best believe this guy stole some young, fine young cannibal CDs <laughs> when he was younger. Like, just weird shit, you know? And then, of course, you'd be weird up when you see, oh, this guy's got people chained to air conditioning units and is like beating them. So the things I was going to reference, I what like didn't, you know, care for again, if it's a superhero or a comic movie, we ultimately have our big bad or villain, but the other guy, you know, I don't want character development from him, but that felt, I don't know. It felt a little uneven to me about him. Finally, like he finally picks one person that's, you know, like almost like test himself out on and to try to like save people, uh-huh. and it just didn't feel. I think it was supposed to be the worst of that group. I guess, but you know, I don't know. It it, it just was a little, a little short sighted, a little uneven to me. Okay, it, it was still I good. See that. You know, I I I like the the weakness thing being water. I'm not sure has got a fucking fetish about that. I guess because isn't that the. Spoiler alert! If signs, the fifteen-year-old movie, you can get around to watch signs. Well, fuck yourself. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that the the boat sinks? The boat sinks. The shark eats people. <laughs> Sharks are supposed to be fucking. Well, no, they actually eat people, so never mind. Um, uh, in signs, the aliens are like affected by water negatively, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. know. I saw the movie fifteen years ago. I went. Yeah. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. We don't remember what, we, what happened in this movie a week ago. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, it's interesting. You know, it's they, everyone's got to have something, you know, and it's more... I mean, more... it's true. I mean, it's true. And I, I don't know. I really like the, the parallels that were drawn and everything like that. I also didn't like the, the well backstory done. about like, him being an athlete, never getting injured and then the, you know that being a pressure on their relationship and the car accident and stuff you know Wait, I, so you don't think that she would have put pressure for him just not not do football no oh, no that i think i think that bitch definitely did that what i'm <laughs> what i'm saying though is like like not having the recollection like the memory thing kind of confused me like for him being like this supernatural or well, like superhero being like cuz i i think that having it, like selective memory well i don't think it was selective memory I just think it was like he didn't really pay much attention to it, so it sure. wasn't on his radar kind of thing. Like, <laughs> no you know, shit. like, did you have perfect attendance when you were in elementary school? Like, a couple, couple years I did, yeah. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, like, could you tell me the exact years? Like, no, but you knew you had. I had to go in the, the, the garage to find the seven boxes of all I the shit you. my mom brought me. Just call mm-hmm. your mom. No, no. How no. is Noreen? 
It's no comment. Um, when we were watching the movie at the beginning, when he was trying to recollect uh, last time he was sick, like did I'm like, man, what? Like obviously there's something wrong with you. If you can't remember the last time you were sick, when was the last time I was sick? <laughs> I can't remember. And that's like how it's gonna be with having a baby now. It's like I'm never gonna know. Like I wasn't I a little under the weather when like after she was born, like when we were off. Like I had like a minor thing. Yeah, but after I was sick. Yeah, yeah. So I've it was like been in January. Recently than you. But like before that, and like, I never really get sick. But like before that, like I honestly can't. So I'm like, okay. Maybe I have powers. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty jacked. You know. Uh huh. baby, I was I was flexing in the other day. Hashtag dad powers. Yeah, f- dad bod dad powers. Um, it's better than fucking hashtag crotch snot or whatever you had earlier. What was it? Snore score. Snore scores. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh huh. Um, I was like flexing the mirror. I'm like, man, look at my shoulders and my traps, and I almost shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> from flexing. I was like, oh, that's, that's my life. Um, I laugh at dad jokes. Um, what else? I'd like to watch some of the special features on this, too. Some okay. um, additional scenes. Oh, I will say that uh, an, a runner-up for LVP, for, from a sheer acting standpoint, would be M. Night Shyamalan himself. Just like Hitchcock, he always has to have uh, cameos. He was the drug dealer at the baseball game. Oh my god, he sure was. Yeah. He's the only Indian dude in the fucking movie. <laughs> the guy I was referring to. I didn't realize because yeah. normally I look for like the hair, but yeah, he's always. Oh man, he's always pretty poor, and I know like in some of the later movies he has like a bigger role, and I'm like, dude, come he's on. He's like Tarantino. Who is the oh, man? I'd have to. We haven't really had this that much in the movie, but like directors with substantial parts. In their own films. Tarantino. I mean, he's the main one, but, well, but then he it, always it, does it almost out of, like, necessity. Like, no, oh, fuck. No, not out of like, necessity, please. Well, it, like, he didn't want to be the one in Pulp Fiction. In Django. Dead storage. In Django, it was out of necessity because no. somebody bailed. Uh-huh. In, yeah, because he practiced that Australian accent for how long? <laughs> Native <laughs> minutes. Australia, Australia... Almost imploded upon fat Tarantino's Australian accent. Paul Hogan's toenails speak better Australian. Um, I think he was a last minute replacement for somebody in Pulp in uh, Reservoir Dogs. I can't remember. And if I'm not mistaken, somebody else was supposed to be Jimmy in Pulp Fiction. It was just like again, like could make it. He's like, all right, well I'll step in. You know. Okay. Where Shyamalan, I feel he's like, hmm. I'm going to write this for me. You know, like, he kind of likes it a little bit. Okay. Um, but ultimately, it was, it was harmless compared to fucking Deliverance Possum Kid. I just hate those kids that have, like, those... Those weird the eyes. double color, like, the, like the two-shade but same color eyes. Yeah. Like, he does. It's just... Yeah, it's weird. He's a weird kid. Weird. Well, oh, um... What about, like, when, like, Ben Affleck directed himself? Affleck's one of the in good Batman, ones. Batman, and then Argo. Maybe directed himself in Batman. Argo. In Ar- well, in Argo, that's the only one we've had. Remember, I made him the LVP of that, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry, Affleck. Affleck's good in, like, other... Like, he's good in town. Um, like, does that count as, like, the director? Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so then it's definitely Affleck. 
I mean, he probably is the best, but I'm trying he to remember. Jerks himself off. I feel like Robert Redford does it a lot, but we don't have a lot of like Robert Redford films. But um, it's Robert Redford. Yeah, he's on my list. Uh, Clooney. Let me update it. I think I don't think I've seen a Clooney directed movie where Clooney's in. I don't think that's right. I, I mean, I just I'm not popping off the top of my head right now, but. Um, yeah, so you said Robert Redford. What else on Unbreakable? Um, so the only thing you seriously, sincerely disliked was that shitty kid. That was everything else you're Yeah, on. yeah, I was, I was fine. You're all on board. Else. Okay, cool. Um, excited for a sequel. Do you want... I feel like I want more of this. Like, if you're not familiar with a property, like, we didn't know Guardians ahead of time, so Guardians kind of felt like... Guardians feels, like, more special to us, I feel like, almost to a certain extent, than people that read the comics, because, you know, it's like, oh, look at these new fun characters. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like... I don't know what will get me super invested, you know nowadays if they were to do this like it would almost have to be like you weren't expecting it to be like this you know a superhero comic movie in order to enjoy it but if it's just like tomorrow you know they unrelease a trailer for I don't know like Hippo Boy or something you know what I mean I'm not watching that no I'm not watching Hippo Boy but like an, an original story like that that you don't have any mythology to or a backstory uh-huh. with that you start you know you can get it, but you know I get it from reading, you know, picking up new comics or, or certain things, but I don't know. It's just different now with big budget blockbusters. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it's hard to find those um, that don't get blown into these these big movies or franchises. Or and also, studios are not going to want to make them because why would you invest? You know, fifty right. million on something that nobody's ever heard of and might not care for. When you know, right. Right. When automatically, you know, you know, it's it's a much higher uh, rate of return. Right. Even on something like Fantastic Fucking Four. Right. You know, like that that probably would have done better than you know an original four person superhero movie. Like I think it sold better I than think Chronicle. That picky Fantastic Four was probably a poor choice. It was. Uh, hey, we own that, by the way. <laughs> Which one? The new one. God damn it. I got a Black Friday for like four bucks. I'm like, oh, one day we watching it. Oh, okay. That actually, let me see here. Oh, uh, bitch. Anything else on Unbreakable? No. All right. Score time. Um, right. You have the cards. Yeah. So uh, check your expectation. That we didn't put expectations. We didn't have Oh, we didn't? Okay. Well, give me your score then. My score for this is going to be... An eight. I really liked it. An eight? I was going to go with a eight and a half. Eight and eight and a half, so eight point two five. Yeah. Um, um, I'm excited for the future of it. I'm excited for um, learning more of the world. And this could be something, you know, Bruce Willis isn't a spring chicken, you know, but I'd be interested to see, you know, more of these kind of stories from the mind of Shyamalan. Yeah. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on Shyamalan again until he, until he breaks my heart again, you know? Which will probably happen soon. It'll probably be glass. Glass will suck. Yeah, it's going to be terrible. Glass will open with Samuel L. Jackson with a fucking... He'll be, it'll be glass ass. He'll have, like, fucking uh, jar up his butt. And oh, that's terrible. Shout out to glass ass if you're still alive. Um, yeah. He doesn't listen to this. He doesn't listen to anything. He's a freak. <laughs> um, all right, so that was my nomination. Uh, of course, we have Kingpin from Out of the Box, still on the horizon. I, we're going to watch The Chaperone one day, I swear. 
Augie, Just like we're going to watch The Illusion. Augie, as long as he doesn't lose his eyes and even still, we still might watch it. Um, it's now your turn to nominate two movies for... Uh, so, um, I want to really stay in... I like this superhero genre, and I mm-hmm. want to do some... Uh, since you just threw it out there that we have the new Fantastic Four movie, I think that that would be a good first nomination. Go put it against, um, you know, I said it on other podcasts with him. Samuel Jackson's one of my favorites. Um, he can do anything, I think. And mm-hmm. even though it's like he's the same person, no matter what character he is, he's always a different character just because his voice is so distinguished and, like, the way he speaks is so uh, memorable and noticeable. Um, one of my favorite performances of his is uh, The Incredibles, which I looked through all those cards and I don't think has been nominated against anything yet. If I'm wrong, please correct me, but I tried to look through everything. So The Incredibles and uh, Fantastic Four. Gee, man, really pulling my arm here. All right, Jessica Alba, you on the docket, girl. I did not say that. I did not. Whoa. Hey, that's not even the right movie. (laughs) I'm choosing the the original one. Oh, my bad. The original one. Let me... Yeah, uh, fuck you, Jessica Alba. Michael B. Jordan, where you at? I thought you were going to pick something totally separate. I got really excited. Oh, why? I thought you were going to do Kingsman, because we have Kingsman, and he's in that, and the new one's coming out. Oh, man. I didn't even know we had that. Too late. Incredibles. (laughs) Oh, look at me. I'm Samantha. I'm not a big baby, but I'm still going to do the big baby, and I'm going to pick Fantastic Four, because I like... Michael B. Jordan and Miles Teller trying to ruin their careers. And Miles Teller, he probably did it, but Michael B. Jordan's on the up and up. So, oh, look at me. Incredibles. What date should I put on the card for when we watch the movie? The day we mo- watched it, which I don't remember. <laughs> well, no, it was, all right, so it was Thursday. I think it was last Thursday we watched it. Man. The third. When was the last time I was sick? <laughs> Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the third. Yeah, because you were supposed to record in the car. Yeah, so The Incredibles coming up incredibly soon. Hey, I didn't even mean that. Also, the sequel is coming out. I know that's part of the reason why I did it. And I like, where's my super suit? Where's my... Oh, it's going to break his streak, I feel like. No, it's not. He's not the MVP of The Incredibles. I don't think that you remember watching The Incredibles. I think I... He has... Such few scenes in it, and he steals every scene. He's not the MVP of the Incredibles. Right, you're Look, right, you're right. Frozone's love, wife is the MVP of I the Incredibles. I love Frozone. No, she's not. She, where did she know she put her super suit? No, she knew. Yeah, she so knew. She's holding Frozone her back. Her evening was in danger. If you were a superhero, would you tell me your mm-hmm. secret identity? Absolutely not. Why not? Ability. Excuse me? I would want to protect you, so that way, you know, if anybody learns my secret identity, you know. So there wouldn't be any villains holding me captive? Sure. No. But also, then it's like, I'm between you and, like, the city, and, like, you're one person. <laughs> Everyone else, you know. That's really mean. Look, like... That's really mean. You wouldn't save me. Of course, I would save you. All just of the superheroes always save like, the woman to, that they love. I'd have to know like what the op- there's all these options. Like if it's just you and he's like, yes, aha, like save your wife. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll save you. But if it's like, aha, yes, save your wife, or I'm going to kill this little gallon of puppies, and I would say you don't you like have, dogs. You have a weird way of measuring animals, <laughs> but. <laughs> 
but um, you really wouldn't save me. Like if you were a good enough superhero, give you'd me be able a, to do give both. Give me like who you'd be up against in a situation of I can only save one, and I'll tell you if you'd be the one that wins out. Like you or go. Me or the city of Aven- of Avenger- of Orlando. No, no, Orlando. That's rude. That's so mean. I'm like no, pick like just one person. I can't pick just one person. Yeah, like 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 you or blank. Me or the president, not Donald Trump, but whoever the president would I be. I have to know specific presidents, like Obama, probably Obama. Really? He's the president of the free world. I'm the love of your life. Absolutely, but he's the president. <laughs> All right, Mr. President, here we go. Like Trump, yeah, you're you're good. W, yeah, you're fine. Clinton, yeah, you're like Clinton. I mean, pretty much any Democratic president, you're in trouble. Except Jimmy Carter. Give me another one. My heart is broken. No, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> There's no other ones? No. If no. you have no examples, I can't no. tell you how I'm much I'm tired of losing to... to th- well, you're, just giving me, you're giving me really strong. Like, give me something that's like, you know... No, because I'm going to say it, and then it's still going to be you're going to save them and not me. No. And it's going to make me really sad. No, no, no. Give me one more. Come on. No, if I was a superhero... You and who? No. I. You know what? You and me. What's well, it myself? I can't save well, you. you know. I'm thinking like you and Gallagher. Like sacrifice yourself. Me and Gallagher would hope that you would save me. We're talking about like Peter Gallagher or I like. I hate you so much. Like both Gallagher's from Oasis. Yeah, you're fine. From Mullet. Comedian Gallagher. I love comedian this Gallagher. Is Mullet. He's hilarious. Signing out for Married and Movies. Peter Gallagher we'll catch you next time on our couch. Eyebrows. Slash the movies. Jack Gallagher, he's an entertaining wrestler. Um, Black Gallagher, the Dave Chappelle character, is one of my favorite sketches that there is. Um, I'm out of Gallagher's. I really hate you so much. Why do I do that? I hate, I hate this show. I hate my life right Black now. Black Gallagher. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.